0: This is Paul Nobles from Eat to Perform, and I am with my trustee cohort, Meredith. Meredith, do you want to say hello to everyone?
1: Hi, everybody. Happy Friday.
0: So I'm just going to try and get some early business out of the way. Um, if you're a member, we are having a lifetime push right now. Uh, for those that don't know, we actually do offer lifetime memberships. It's actually slightly more than the cost of the subscription for a year. And usually is a a pretty good deal for most folks in fact, something like six thousand of our current members are lifetime members so they kind of represent the core of what we do um, in terms of of that you know we had we had some, a, a big free trial push. We're actually sold out on on that so thanks everybody that that joined this week and hopefully um. We can get you some really cool information because I know, you know, especially when you first start off, even if you're working with a coach, even if you got the phone team calling you, things like that, you know, it, it's a big change, right? And uh, you're kind of viewing food, food as an ally rather than food as an enemy. And so, you know, that's a little bit of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, but we try to get the you know some of the personal stuff out of the way. Anything yeah. cool happening in your life, Meredith?
1: I I I wish I could say yes. I don't know. My life is busy, and we do lots of things. We I think I said last time that I was coaching my daughter's volleyball team now, which is a new a new thing. I was a little nervous about it because I I played volleyball, but I never have coached volleyball, and I've never coached one of my kids in a sport. But I do coach CrossFit, and what I'm kind of realizing is that coaching is coaching. Like, in any form, um, I think even in, you know, as an eat to perform coach, coaching is coaching. It doesn't matter if you're coaching volleyball or nutrition coaching or CrossFit or whatever. So it's been fun. It's been fun. I really enjoy it. I wasn't sure, actually, to tell you the truth, but we needed a coach. So we had our first games last weekend, and they won three out of four, and we have more games this weekend, and... Um, yeah. Cool.
0: Just, so so yeah. are both of your kids in school?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Parker, they started, we started the week we were at summer camp. My kids started school. Um, yeah, we start early. But yeah, Parker's a junior and Bailey's in fifth grade. So I've got.
0: Yep, Did you grade? see my post about the Kansas City Chiefs?
1: No, I missed it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do I need to look?
0: Yeah. No. So for those that don't know, we actually uh, how I met Meredith. Was we had a Kansas City meetup, and mm-hmm. uh, at that time, actually the the Royals had just won the World Series, yeah. and so, um, yeah, what I said was because I I was thinking it right off the off the um that the team that I was going to follow other than New Orleans Saints, which is my team, which sounds weird to people because I live in Minnesota, but I'm actually not from Minnesota.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm originally
0: from New Orleans. But I was really excited for uh Kansas City because of Pat Mahomes, which I think a lot of people are excited about there. But how how's the buzz for Kansas City right now?
1: Um it's really good. Um something that's interesting that people may or may not know about me is that um I'm not a Chiefs fan.
0: Oh, I'm from Colorado. That's awesome.
1: I am a Denver Bronco fan. So things get really, really interesting in my house come football season because my husband and my son are big Chiefs fans. My daughter, depending on what mood she's in, <laughs> who she wants to make happy, she goes between Broncos and Chiefs. But um, I get a lot of crap here because um, I am a I Denver got, fan.
0: I got bad news for you. <laughs> Kansas City's going to be <laughs> a lot better than Denver this year. I mean, did you see that dude
1: throwing the ball
0: all around the field?
1: I did, yeah. I really think, and that's kind of the buzz, you know. Did you watch? Okay, so if we're gonna talk football real quick, did you see the Bears um, Green Bay game?
0: Yeah. I, so I, so I have I, so I have Game Pass. Okay. Which which means that I can watch condensed games, which okay, is like yeah. football crack, right? So I know. <laughs> I know I know that the the Chicago game. I knew that the Chicago game actually only got interesting towards the end. Yeah. And so I went to, like, the the right about, you know, half of the third quarter, and that's when mm-hmm. the things got
1: fun. Well, so Aaron Rodgers just did what Aaron Rodgers does, and he just stormed the field in the second half, and, you know, um, Green Bay won, but after being behind. And so that's the buzz in Kansas City that uh, Patrick Mahomes is an Aaron Rodgers, is the next Aaron Rodgers. That is <laughs> – I'm saying now. I may or may not agree with that. But I'm saying that is the buzz here in Kansas City.
0: I mean, first of all, one thing you've got to realize is he's not he's not Aaron Rodgers. Um Ooh. and 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 the potential, I mean, the the rules for quarterbacks right now are so favorable that mm-hmm. it's gonna be good for him. But it's actually not Patrick Mahomes that's the interesting part. It's all the people around him, mm-hmm. right? He's there's so much talent in Kansas City that to have someone that, that actually can elude the pass rush and things like this nature. But I'm sure most people – but I just wanted to tell you that I was really excited about it, and I, and I feel bad for your, your
1: Broncos because I don't think that's Yeah, good. well, we'll see what happens. Like I said, life gets interesting in my house during football season, so, um, you know. <laughs> so I did have
0: a couple stories before we get into the main yeah. topic. Um, so one of the stories was that Marnie – has been doing like these really cool videos. If you're in the private group, you've probably seen them. Um, and I'm, I'm probably going to, you know, if you if you're not in the Better Dieting group, uh, that is our free group, so that's our public group. And uh, I am trying to get her to make some different posts um, or videos because she's really good at it. And uh, I think that you know, kind of her common sense style would really Mm -hmm. resonate with people. But she did something really cool as a test, right? And it was just something that we were talking about. And she went in to the gym one day, and uh, there was all these ladies talking about their weight and their frustration related to their weight and stuff like this. Now, for those that don't know, Marnie is like Pan-American champion for her you know age bracket and stuff like this so she's you know a weightlifter owns a crossfit gym things of this nature so so she's talking to these these ladies and the ladies were actually really super close um when i say super close i mean not close at all right so she would she went around and asked everybody because everyone was complaining about their weight so she said how much do i weigh and not one woman was within 15 pounds Right. And and so, so I was like, oh, man, that would be so cool if you filmed it. So she filmed it asking two guys and the guys weren't even within 25 pounds. Right. Right. And the reason why she's doing I mean, like, if you think about how brave that is, you know, I mean, there's women that won't talk about their weight at all. So for her to to go to these people, and she actually put it out as a challenge where she was like betting them that they wouldn't be within you know five pounds and uh and none of them would take the challenge because they felt like they were being suckered, but um you know she uh it w- it was just really funny and, and seeing the reaction of the guys. Once she said what she actually weighed, because I think one of them guessed 143 and the other one guessed 145 and she's 167. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, I think I think that it really kind of points out to one of the the case studies that I'm going to actually talk about, because the theme that we're going to talk about today is does maintenance exist? But there was a story that uh, I wanted Meredith to remind me about because. you know, if you're, if you're an neat performer, you're probably familiar with that I'm really kind of head over heels for my wife. And <laughs> uh, I, talk about, I talk about her all the time. And uh, she's, she's uh,
1: Remind people how long you've been married. Remind people how long you've been married.
0: We met when we were 19. Actually, our anniversary is, you know, uh, a week from now. Yeah. And uh, so we've been we've known each other for 30 years and uh, uh, so we got married seven years after that. So we've been married for 23 years. we um, actually, we're coming up on our 23rd. Yeah. And uh, so my wife is like this really adventurous spirit. We travel a lot, right? Actually uh, we're currently planning a trip to uh, an Island or it's like a, it's like a series of islands right off of Papua New Guinea and yeah. it's kind of known as like the best place to snorkel in the whole world. Wow. And snorkeling is my favorite sport by far. You just lay down on the top of the water <laughs> and you see cool stuff and this yeah. is apparently the best place to, to do that. So, uh, you know, it's it's her 50th birthday. I'm actually, for my 50th birthday, which is in three weeks or so, I'm going to New Orleans. So, we rented a house, um, and I'll be there for a weekend, you know, nothing too big. So, but so for my trip, we go to New Orleans. For <laughs> her trip, we go to Papua New Guinea. Um, and she's like, well, that's the value of planning trips, you know. Okay. So, so, there you go. But... One of the trips, which is ironic, you know, given the the weather right now. So if you're listening to this two years from now, the Hurricane Florence is kind of hitting North Carolina at this time. And so we went to uh, the place where the U.S. Olympic team trains for um, kayaking. Um, okay. And so there's this facility that the water is basically dry, right? And uh, but they fill it up with water like every single day, and then they have all these Olympians train there. Okay. It's actually kind of chilly, you know, that day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Were in the water, but there's other things that you can do there. You can zip line. You can um, there's there's a ropes course <laughs> and my, my wife, this is actually the second time she did this to me when um, when I was younger, we went on this kayaking trip and I had done it uh, as a leader. I was a camp counselor and I had been on this trip previously and there was actually a kid that, you know, was scared and I got him through it, you know, oh, cool. Um, but, uh, you know, my wife. On the other hand, obviously, there's different stakes, you know, involved between my wife and I and, you know, this kid knows who's trying to get over his fear. And so I was trying to use the same techniques to, to get her to get over her fear. Um, we get in the water. We get in the kayak. She tips over. She's like, I'm done. And so, so I talk her into actually doing it. And I think we got maybe 200 yards down the river. Um, It was enough to where we couldn't paddle back, but it wasn't far enough to where we'd really gone really anywhere. Right. Right. And uh, she's like, nope, I'm done. Did this, done it. You know, I was like, we can't get off the river. Where we are going to go? You know, she's (laughs) like, I don't know, but I'm getting off the river. And she literally just takes the kayak and starts – pulling it on the shore, and, you know, just like a scene from Deliverance, you know, <laughs> we're, we're supposed to figure out how to get through the woods of Wisconsin. So, so that's one of the moments where I knew that she could be, like, really bullheaded about these types of things. And... Uh, if you think that I'm like telling stories behind her back, I'm not telling stories behind her back. That's part of the deal she knew when she married me, that, you know, these stories were going to get brought up for the rest of her life. But it, it was really interesting. I mean, it probably took us, you know, two to three miles before we saw light. Really? Really? Yeah. And we got lucky that a couple was in their cabin and their cabin had a phone. This was before cell phones and stuff like this, right? Like I said, you know, mm-hmm. I have been with my wife for 30 years. This was probably three years into our relationship. There was not cell phones. There was not computers. The things that exist now don't it didn't exist then. Right. And luckily, you know, we were able to call and the kayak company went and got us. But when we were in North Carolina doing this, this kayaking trip, she was, she was doing it, but because we were, we were led, you know, like a guided. So so let me, let me explain actually what I mean. So it was the training for the kayak facility, but we were whitewater rafting. Oh, it's because my wife, I was just trying to think in my head, like, doesn't make sense that Vicki would have been kayaking because she just is scared to death of it. And that's why she, we were whitewater rafting. We had people now there were Olympic kayakers, like kayaking pastas and stuff like mm-hmm. this and doing, you know, barrel rolls and all kind of cool stuff. Um, but we were whitewater rafting. It was freezing cold and we left and we went to this ropes course and my daughters were both very into ropes courses at this point. They, they had done them at various, you know, Uh, school trips stuff like this Mm -hmm. and so we get to the (laughs) like just even just like even visualizing it is is funny um but my wife was obviously very scared so you know I guess I have to to play that a little bit cool but you know just the visual of it was really funny we got to the top of this ropes course Mm mm-hmm and my wife was just overcome by fear right okay, yeah. and so so at the top of the ropes course you know there's this big log and she literally just hugged the log for dear life you know <laughs> and and i was making jokes and 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 look hey we're strapped in it's no big deal you know she was having none of that i can't quite remember how you know, we got down, but I do remember the basis for most of my jokes after that point, and and to this day, was that, um, you know, we were a faithful couple until that moment, and then, you know, she basically, you know.
1: Chose the tree over you. (laughs)
0: Stepped outside of our marriage with this tree. Um, There was was certainly a level of, of... Cross free that did not exist
1: with me. And if you
0: saw my post about the the carpet cleaners this week in Better Dieting, yeah. The um, I am I'm always concerned when trees and carpet cleaners have have the have the key to my wife's heart. <laughs> you know? I, I never viewed that, you know. I, I you kind of think of you know like man, I got to really step up my game because, you know, this dude with the abs, he might be the one, you know, to, to, to make a run at my wife. No, it, it's trees. It's the carpet. <laughs> it's probably anybody that takes out the trash or does the dishes. Or, you know, so, so there you go. That's, that's the tree hugging story for my wife. But we, we, you know, because we traveled so much and done so many things there's there's a lot of stories like that. I told a story on one podcast. Um, And maybe I'll tell it at another future point, but um, of the Warthog story um, in Hawaii where, you know, she she (laughs) it was it was just like this weird set of circumstances. My wife is is that on the on the one time, you know, kind of scared, but she's also really super adventurous. Like she's Mm -hmm. try things. But um she can be irrational with it at times, so
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: keep that in mind. Okay, so let's get back to the topic at hand, and the topic at hand is does maintenance exist? And this kind of came up in the groups, and what's interesting about it is that, you know, people wanted me to speak on it, so I actually wrote a post and kind of gave the basis for information but we'll be able to give a little bit more and better information in this discussion right, right? because it's highly individual there were there mm-hmm. was there were some people that were saying you know I lost 24 pounds on on you know recomp and then there were people that gained weight in recomp mm-hmm. and you know, there's a couple things that that sort of need to be said in this situation and one of the emphasis of the article was were you under eating before you came to what we're doing right and you know what you often see is somebody that's 5 125 and they've had to sort of under eat to kind of be there and right the the emphasis of the article And you guys can read it. I'll have it on the main page this weekend. But the emphasis of the article was simply that if you want to maintain your weight, you're going to have to under eat pretty drastically. And you won't be guaranteed to stay weight stable, even in that instance, because the way that people gain weight is gradually. I've said this before in the podcast and then, you know, I can kind of get, Meredith's experience with this as well. But your body, the basis for what your body wants to do is grow, right? Mm -hmm. Your body wants to, you know, grow tissue. And hopefully that tissue with your training is muscle, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's going to store fat as a result of eating in an excessive way. So even if you were eating 1400 calories, and then, you know, you had, let's say a cheat day right? And you had some wine and some pizza and things of this nature, that weight could could stick with you. Your body's not necessarily looking for you to be smaller. Your body is really going to be focused on kind of the growth piece. And I know you you posted something like just an image, you know, that was a little bit more mindset related, but give me your thoughts on that.
1: Um, You know, that's Absolutely. One of those things that I don't think that people people understand that our bodies do want to do want to grow and to keeping it smaller is, is harder. Like I have always felt that for me, I have a certain weight that my body is super, super comfortable at. Does that make sense? And for me to get below that, I have to take really drastic measures. Does that make sense?
0: So well, it does make sense, but it's false. And I'll tell you why in just a second.
1: Okay. But that's where that's where I so I understand that mindset of that's where um you know I have a place that my body's comfortable. Does that make sense? Then it seems to well, be I easy, I one hundred percent agree
0: in. that mentally
1: you yeah. have a place
0: where your body is comfortable, but I'm gonna make the argument that your body has different ideas. Yeah. Right? So so let me so okay. let's walk through that a little bit. Right? Okay. So let's say that you know, so I mean, are you comfortable saying the weight that you have in mind?
1: Yeah, yeah. I um, my body is really comfortable around 165 pounds.
0: Okay, so and
1: that's usually a pretty good body fat percentage for me. I mean, we're talking around 20% yeah. body fat. Um, and that's not usually a hard weight for me to maintain. I worked on putting on some muscle this last year, so I got heavier than that, and um, I'm coming back down. To that, I would like to go below that. That's what I'm working on. So I'm working on this as we speak. So it's a good a good example.
0: Yeah, no, it is a great example. But like I said, it's incorrect because the the reason why it's incorrect is that let's say that your body is comfortable at 165, and you spent a year to year and a half building muscle, Mm
1: -hmm. right?
0: And in that year to year and a half, you're eating let's say 2,800 calories.
1: That's right? close, about three. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so so you're 3,000 calories, let's be specific, right? Yeah. And you're doing CrossFit and you're lifting weights and mm-hmm. you're going on hikes and all the things that active people do. Right. Well, guess what's happening in that scenario? You're putting on some muscle, right? Yeah. Maybe not a lot of muscle, but some muscle, mm-hmm. right? So let's let's just put a number on that muscle. And let's say that that muscle was four pounds. Okay. So Your body used to be really comfortable at 165, but now its new number is 169. Why? Because you have have a lean mass. Now, that's not to say that you can't get down to 165 or even below 165. In fact, that's common. That's that's, That's that's actually how it works, right? Mm And 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 this is sort of what I'm I'm disputing yeah with the way that people want to think because what they want to think is I want to get to a certain weight and I want to stay there and I'm saying to you that's a myth that doesn't happen that's not the way that your body wants to work and right. that's not even reality right mm-hmm. and so especially especially if you're you know I mean if you want to if you know in the article I talked about mm-hmm. If you want to be super rigid about it and you know really under eat for a very long time, you have a shot at it, but it's going to cause all of this dysfunction that potentially could happen: loss of cycle, thyroid, all these different things. But you're almost certainly not going to build muscle in that scenario, right? Absolutely. The requirement for building muscle is to be in a surplus and then using the work that you're putting in. So what happens for a lot of people that are under eating is they go to the gym. And they're really doing nothing. They're sort of wasting their time. They're kinda earning their chicken and kale. Right? They're not <laughs> even earning a Snickers. They're not even earning right. a glass of wine. They're just earning chicken and kale. And their body is trying to grow, but they're suppressing <laughs> that signal. Right? right. And so for you as an example, so um so do you mind me asking what was the weight you got up to? Or is, I got is that-
1: one yeah I got up to 176.
0: Okay so let's do some math here so 176 and let's say roughly you got to 22 percent just to put that's, a number. That's in about
1: it. that is that's about where I was because I um it put I did an in, I mean I know we have a whole we have a whole podcast on our different body fat testing things and dispute but it's what I had and from what I had it gave me about seven pounds of muscle and yeah. um a little bit of two percent increase in in fact
0: Okay, so so that's actually interesting because your number is actually now one seventy two, right? Yeah. And then you go, Okay, but mentally I'd rather be at one sixty five. Look, nature doesn't care what you want to do. <laughs> right? It does not yeah. care. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean that you can't get to one sixty five, right? And right. so so right now, today, you said you're 169, is that right?
1: I'm 170 today. I weighed in this morning. Yep. Okay, so
0: same thing. You yeah. know. <laughs> I, know. I, I know, 170, all, 169,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Pounds, yeah. But it's, it's pretty close, right? Yeah. So at, um, at 170, basically for every pound of fat equals 1.7 pounds, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So let's say that you do get to 165. Now, we're going to talk in definites, but the simple fact is this actually isn't how it works. You know? Right. When you're going up and down, when you go down, you're going to lose a little bit of muscle. You're going to lose maybe more fat, but you are going to lose some muscle. So it's not going to be one for one. But let's say that, you know, at 170, you do get to, uh, you know, 165, right? Basically, what we're looking at right there is 5.1 pounds is 3% body fat, right? Yes. And so you said you were 22 at 176? Yes. Okay. So that probably puts you at about 19%, right? Right and so with an additional Maybe. 3% if you do get to 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 165 now you're 15% body fat right and
1: by math yeah
0: yeah yeah so so it's by math right yeah. um, and then of course once you're there you know you're going to have to you're going to go through all the things that that everyone goes through cuz everyone wants to stay at that number but the difference is because people, people look at, well, 20 to 15, that's not really a lot. That's a whole lot. You know, I mean, going oh, yeah. from 22 to 15. Oh, that's know, a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's basically 7 times 1.7, right? So it's roughly 10 pounds of fat. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And so, so when you look at that and you go, well, how can I get it to be where it's mostly fat And not mostly muscle, and the answer is you do it the way we do it, right? If you do it in a really super restrictive way, you are more so. Like for instance, if if Meredith was eating eleven hundred calories, right? And which I'm
1: not, just so you know. Right.
0: Because what what are you at, like seventeen hundred, something like
1: that? No, my low my low day is nineteen.
0: Yeah. So my
1: my super day is like twenty six.
0: And and that's a good example that you might have to get a little bit more aggressive to get to 165, right? right. I'm so,
1: I'm finding
0: that. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, right? You're not doing 1100 calories. You're probably the lowest. You're probably going to end up going is 1600 to 1700. Right. So what that means is is that your body's not going to view your muscle as a source of energy, right? right. And so you're not going to necessarily lose that source of energy you might lose a little bit so instead of 10 you know you might lose eight pounds of fat two pounds of muscle i mean this is the problem with uh body fat testing right is that you know the the margin for error is always a little wonky you know yeah but but in general you know in terms of pictures in terms of you know kind
1: of strength in the gym my PRs in the gym
0: yeah, and 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 the problem problem I think happens for a lot of people is you know they have kind of these ideas of what they should weigh that really aren't based in reality, right? Oh, and, I agree 100%. And, and I think that like in your situation, you know, it's very common. I mean, how tall are you? Five seven. I mean, it's very common for a five seven woman to think I need to be 55 pounds. Well, I literally just wrote a scenario on paper where you're going to be 15% body fat. You're going to have visible abs, things of this nature. Now, mm-hmm. could you potentially, you know, rinse and repeat things to get to 12%? Absolutely, right? But, but mm-hmm. this idea of staying at 12% or staying at 15 or staying at 167 that's not how nature wants to work. If you're going to CrossFit. If you're going to lift weights, if you're going to do all these things that make you a more capable human being, running is in in it, but it's just kind of in a different category. Right, right. right. Well, certainly I'm not arguing against heart health, right? Right. If you run too much, you're going to be dragging at that lean mass, right? Exactly. people take that too far, I'm not saying to you you should never run. But what I am saying to you is that, If you're running all the time and you're wondering why you're skinny fat, that's one of the reasons. You're not allowing your body to adapt to the stimulus of lifting weights, right? And so your body is going to – go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, for those of you that don't know, I'm a long-time runner. I've run marathons. I've run half marathons. Sorry, correction. I ran a marathon, full, <laughs> well, just one. I don't want to get that out there that I ran plural, because just one and done for me. But a lot of half marathons. I was a long distance runner for a long time, and trying to do CrossFit at the same time. And honestly, everything got better when I stopped running that much. Yeah, like,
0: I mean, like, so
1: I run three miles saw, a week.
0: I saw some progress pictures today from someone who like drastically dieted,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and you know, one of the things I said to them was that they kind of opened up Pandora's box, right? Yeah. And and what I mean, what I meant by that is they sort of got to see what the least version of them could possibly be, okay. and they became obsessed with the least version, right? Oh. Now, now hold on. Okay. So so there was a whole host of, um, it was not healthy at all, right? Mm-hmm. And she openly talked about how unhealthy it was. And certainly, from a mental standpoint, you know, the way that, you know, she's reacted to, you know, being fed also was a negative. So, not only was it physically, you know, difficult on her, but mentally it was difficult on her because now normal is not as good as, you know, the highlight reel. You know, yeah. everyone talks about, you know, comparing yourself to other people's highlight reel, you know, you see that on Instagram a lot where yeah. people, you know, um, you know yeah. they're not you, right, they work out three hours a day, that's their job, you know, things of this nature, but it works the other way too, like if you're comparing yourself to a pre-pregnancy weight, or if you're comparing yourself to when you didn't have muscle compared to when you yeah. do have so well, that was the interesting thing about it. The picture that she showed me, I mean, could not look more healthy, right? Like in my view, the second picture was actually much healthier, you know, mm-hmm. a lot more muscle, you know, like the de- scenario I just described with you yeah. would be with her, right? Yeah. But 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 at the end of the day, the discussion that we're really having is if you want to stay a certain weight, you don't get to have all the muscle. You don't get to have health. You don't get to have a lot of the things that end up being positive. We're not talking about obesity. Now, we will talk about that here in just a second, because I have a real good example about that. But Meredith is wanting yeah. to talk, and I'm not letting her talk.
1: It's, it's fine. I don't want to get too far off, but I just want to say, going back to that, since I've already put out my weight and everything and where I am now and what I'm comfortable with, and when you post this in Better Dieting Group, I can even post some pictures in the comments. But I, um, when I was running, when I ran my marathon, I weighed 155 pounds. Yeah. Um, I don't think I looked smaller than I do now. I weighed less. Um, yeah. I like the way that I look now, um, because I have more muscle, but I don't, does that, does that make sense? Like, I don't know that I looked like well, I, I was mean, I mean, like,
0: you know, I get concerned about people thinking like that, that they mm-hmm. even, think we think like that. And of course we all do like a little bit, but you know, I always feel like you should love every version of yourself. Right. Yeah. And like, you only knew what you knew at that time. Right. You know what I mean? And so running, you know, I mean, the, the thing about running that's really interesting is that it's pretty easy to do, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. just walk out the door, slip on some shoes, and you run, you know? So I get, I mean, that was part of my, you know, a large part of my journey, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, the when you look at kind of my progress pictures and things of that nature, what you see is that, you know, and, and I, I love that dude too, right? Right at 149. I was really small, you know, and, and, you know, I did not have muscle, I was not able to do, you know, a lot of the things that I wanted to do in terms of of weightlifting. I mean, I saw a post, you know, the other day, where this woman kind of snidely talked about someone who was a CrossFit Games athlete, right? And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, she was talking on the phone, and she's like, I would never want to look like that. I think that that is is so horrible on a lot of levels, right? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that the woman's saying that she wouldn't want to look like that. I think what she's saying is she doesn't want. Like if she's gonna judge that woman, guaranteed she's judging herself. Oh, you yeah. Know? And so you know, it's this inner dialogue where we're all kind of having these judgments, and I think the the better place to be is to look at where you were at that time you know like when i was 255 pounds i certainly loved that guy but that guy was kind of you know disconnected from health you know health was not my biggest priority now you could argue that health should always be your biggest priority well it just wasn't right? right i was much more focused on accumulating wealth i was much more focused on building businesses and things of this nature. So the idea of like going to the gym and doing things that I was scared to do in the first place, that was just not something that I was going to be open to at that moment in my life. You know, I had to kind of graduate to that place, you know? And so, so I think, you know, being kind to yourself, you know, like kind of to reiterate what you were saying at 155 compared to, you know, what would you say your highest was? 176, 176
1: yeah. yeah.
0: So at 177, I was a 34 waist um, and wore a medium shirt. I currently mm-hmm. have a 34 waist and a medium shirt, right? Mm-hmm. And that's because of muscle. Right. Right. And so people, you know, I always think it's funny when people say, um, that muscle may, weighs more than weight a pound weighs a pound weighs a pound, right. but it it's less dense
1: except, right? yeah
0: you mean to say yeah. uh, I, I do have two really good examples though that that sort of kind of go against the grain a little bit that yeah. I want to talk about. but I, I want to make sure that we finished this segment.
1: Yeah okay.
0: So are we finished? Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I was just basically just to wrap that up. I just, um, you mentioned that, you know, I could get down to 12%, but here's my, just, I, I just want everyone to know this. My thought on that is I like life too much. <laughs> I enjoy things too much for me to do that and maintain that. It would be really, really hard. And it's not something that is a focus for me. And that's, that's me. And I just, I want to reiterate, not that anyone's worried about that. Not that I'm worried about people thinking that, but for me, There comes a point where I think that, I mean, that's that balance and we need to enjoy. Yes, we need our focus needs to be health and, our you know, be healthy and everything. But gosh, life, we got to live a little bit, you know.
0: Well, it's much easier. Like people don't realize how difficult it is like to be a man in single digits or to be a woman below 15 percent. Like 20 to 15, you know, you can get there. And you can be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when people look at you, they go, she lifts weights. That's a fit lady. Um, yeah. and, and realistically, you know, I would say that even up to 30 percent, you could you could make the case for a lot of people. And I'm about to here in just a second. Right. Um, and, and for men, you know, you'll you know, on the Internet, of course, you know, it, if you're not single digits, you might as well die, right? <laughs> and it's like, you know, it, I, we tested crossFit games athletes, right? Mm-hmm. And this was this was out of season, right? Not one single one of them was below 10 yep. percent. Now, they were all right around 10 percent. They were like 10, 11 percent, 12 percent. Women, I mean, I'm talking best it's in the not- world. I'm talking, 15, I'm
1: talking
0: tops yeah. of the tops, right? Um, 17% was common, yeah. right? I was going
1: to say 15
0: um, to 18. Wasn't, wasn't uncommon to see a 20, you know, oh, top five in the world, right? Yeah. Um, because out of season, of course, you know, the conditioning is going to be less than it is. And I'm sure, you know, when they show up. Now, you know, you look at, I, I would say most men show up at the CrossFit games at about 8 to 10%. And if they show up at four at to five percent, I want to bet against their chances to win. Right. You need to have a certain amount of cushion right. to allow for, you know, energy as your wads go longer. I mean, one of the more interesting things about what we talk about daily is that people focus on the carbohydrates so much. But it really is kind of a combo that you're burning. Like people think that. You know, CrossFit Games athletes are operating at intensity. I was actually listening to a podcast that talked about this, and they, you know, the guy estimated that 70 to 80% is where they're at most of the time. And I think that that's probably true. You know, you're not seeing like these huge heart rates because you can't operate at that level nonstop. Now, do they go there? You know, the last 5% when they're chasing down the other person, absolutely they do, oh, yeah. right? Like we all do yeah. in walk, right? <laughs> um. That's probably the argument. That's probably the best argument is that if you're doing something like a 15 to 20, you know, this this was something that I'd heard a while back that I thought was really good, is you go through 80 to 80% of it, you know, at a comfortable pace. And then you really sort of speed things up. Here, and that last, that last five percent, last there's just no reason to not give it all out. But if you're giving it everything you got for 20 minutes, first of all, you can't. Um, <laughs> right. If you're giving it all, the, all you, you, you're gonna get hurt, you're gonna get injured, mm-hmm. of that nature. So that's something to think about. Yeah. So There were two examples though. So so what examples are the opposite? Right. right? So there are many examples. Now, if you're 125 to, let's say, 160, you know, and let's say you're somewhere between 5'2 and 5'7 for a female, mm-hmm. right? You might find it a lot more difficult to lose drastic weight, right? Yes. But where we do see people losing drastic weight in Recomp at monstrous numbers are people that come in overfed, right? yeah and so so the two examples, and I, I'm you know, I have a great example of a video that I did in better dieting um, that if you get a chance, go check it out. If you're not in better dieting, I mean, there's just no reason to not be in better dieting. We give right. away free prizes, you know, we give away a lot of cool insider information. And it's all free, you know, so it's Better Dieting Group on Facebook. But I have a video where I walk through a client that I believe lost 70 pounds, right? And her calories have been as high as 3,500 calories at any given point. And she basically works it up. You know, she actually hasn't done many fat loss cycles. Um, Right. She was able to get to where she wanted to be. Now, she's got a ton of muscle. I mean, like – Yeah, and uh, you know she might be one of the more muscular people, but I believe that she's worked down, you know, from somewhere in like the 250 to 260 range. I could be wrong there because I'm doing it off the top of the dome. Um, (laughs) And 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 now she's, you know, in her mid 170s, right? Mm -hmm. And she did that in recon. right? So if you were overfed, right, and you're coming into this with a good you know, athletic base, sky's the limit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you view your problem as a doing problem, sky's the limit, you know? And we've seen that over and over again. You know, what what happens is around April or May, you kind of get a lot of the under-eaters that join eat to perform and they're sort of harder to work with, right? Um, yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. They're you know? harder. You've got to walk them
0: through the the stages a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But the easy ones to work with are the ones that start up in November and December, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, they're going to come at it from the standpoint of, um, you know, being overfed. You know, people drop drastic weight in that scenario, and they're not particularly restricted, right? Because, frankly, they were overdoing it a little bit. They were eating more calorie-dense foods. Um, I mean, you know, there's a video that I'm thinking of doing is the only thing that has ever worked still works. Right. And the basis for the video is that, you know, you have to have periods where you're not dieting for dieting to be successful. This is something obviously we talk about a lot. Now, there was another instance that I thought is also interesting, because one of the things that we talk about here is body fat percentage right mm-hmm. we're talking about kind of aesthetic type stuff we're not really talking about health other mm-hmm. than the fact that drastically dieting is known to be unhealthy you know right. there's a lot of bullshit out there that that talks about food restriction as if it is healthy and i'll just tell you that there's a you know abundance of thyroid issues and commercials for women that are losing their hair, a lot of that's under eating, right, and so Meredith was going to talk about that for just a second.
1: Yeah, and I was just going to say, we talked about this in the last podcast, that you can diet your way to obesity, you know, from this constant back and forth on the extremes and both ways, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, I I see it all the time, and I see it with, um, with clients, you know, I've got all sorts of personal experience with thyroid issues and whatnot, but it it's absolutely there's just that it's there's so many issues and so many things that are wrong with that extreme extreme deficit. so
0: so you're right, but you're more right than you think, right? Not only are you more likely to be obese from dieting, mm-hmm. right than you would be from not dieting. And what people don't <laughs> understand about that is that when you're down regulating, you know, most people don't diet so they can starve themselves for the rest of their life, right? right. It's sort of like all these challenges that you used to see, you know, <laughs> they were really popular five years ago. And it's like, surprise, after the 30 days, you have to eat like this for the rest of your life. Right. Like, holy shit. You know, I, I, does this mean I can't have pizza? Does this mean I can't have flexibility? It's sort of funny There was, um, you know, I wrote wrote this article on keto, and, you know, just talked about some of my experiences with it, and more than one person said, well, you failed because you weren't counting your macros. What was the whole point of keto? The whole (laughs) point of keto and the whole point of eat real foods and all that other stuff is that if I had to count my macros, why wouldn't I just count my macros in the first place? Right. Like the whole point of their solution was supposed to be, and with, with, you know, I talked to Brad about that, and he's mm-hmm. like, "That's the process of move, moving the needle," because truthfully, you know, for most people, they don't want to just eat bacon grease the rest of their life, right? They want to, <laughs> right. you know, they want to have dessert, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Um, and they want to have all these different things. But the, you know, there was a lot of people that brought up what I thought was, like, really, you know, eating disorder-type behavior, you know? I mean, um, one woman was like, I haven't had more than 30 grams of carbs in five years. And I'm just thinking to myself, wow. Like, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, she mentioned that she, you know, had lost 200 pounds, which Mm -hmm. kudos to her. Great. Great. Absolutely. You had 200 pounds to lose. That's the part that doesn't get discussed in these scenarios is that you didn't have to do it the way that you did it. You did it the way that you did it and it worked. But are you better mentally? Are you better physically? Right? Are you under the care of a doctor? Now, you know, there are a lot of doctors that recommend this. And one of the reasons why they recommend it is because it's really super simple, right? They, they don't really want to get into, and it's actually interesting and, and I'll talk about that here in just a second. Um, but you know, cause we, we have some cool stuff happening with the app, but if I got to count my macros and eat real food, you know, I'm guessing I'm just going to be under eating for the rest of my life, right? And that's where this super rigid idea, I think, is just kind of harmful for people. And when you look at the scenario that we described with you, um, that scenario, you know, is a better formula for almost everyone, right? Oh, yeah. So the last one I was going to talk about are scenarios where – yeah you know, so so the last one I talked about was a scenario where someone was in recomp and their calories were high and they lost a lot of weight. I can think of at least two scenarios where clients that are mid to 50s, right? And they have not they've been dieting for their whole life. Mm-hmm. Right? And a few you at least one of the people is on the third year of basically saying, you know what, I'm just I'm just not doing fat loss, right? right. Um and she got her medical test done, right? Mm-hmm. She had 120 pounds of lean mass when she started. She has over 170 pounds of lean mass right now. Now, and and, and weight is roughly the same. So she's obviously lost a lot of fat in that. Yeah. Scenario. And, and much more capable, things of that nature. But what was interesting was triglycerides were under 50. Uh, the, the cholesterol was under 200. Like her blood work came back phenomenally good, right? And, you know, in terms of BMI, not good, right? Like the doctor's going to always give kind of mm. a negative. But the doctor was astonished at her blood work, right? And And he should have been. That's really great. And, and, you know, he did. I mean, so she walked out of there chest high, you know. See, I've been telling you this stuff works. Good. And and she has every right to do that. You know, I think, you know, the the second example, actually we just – we just went to fat loss and uh you know she's coming down from 3700 calories i believe and you know she spent the summer the goal really was to stay weight stable if if she lost weight then then great but we were really more focused on kind of just the mental aspect and going to the gym and pring and 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 having that thing but when i told her that she didn't have to diet, like like it was an option to not diet. She cried, right? Like it, it it. There is this narrative out there that there's this class of people that needs to be dieting all the time, right? And this class of people that doesn't, right? And I, you know, it's a it's a much bigger discussion, right? And yes. of course, you're always having health concerns, and legitimately, you have health concerns when you're carrying X amount of weight with a low muscle count. Yeah. yeah. Right. But if you want to gain muscle, here's the secret formula way more. Right. Like Mark Ripito used to talk about this all the time is that these young kids would come up to him and say, you know, how do I put on muscle? He said, well, what do you weigh? And the kid would go, 163 pounds. He said, well, talk to me when you're 200, right? And what he was saying was, is that if you get to 200 and you're putting in the work in the gym, you will have more muscle and then we can deal with that after that, right? But, you know, whether or not those people end up you know, getting to 15 percent body fat, you know, doesn't really speak to what the bigger issue is. Right. Because, I mean, you know, I honestly could give a shit if any of you guys have abs. Right. <laughs> My concern is physical and mental health. And I know that what we're doing is physically and mentally better for almost everyone right? Absolutely. Now, if you come into it with an, a disorder, you know, we might not be, you know, we might not be the person for you, right? I mean, there, you know, there are some people that have a bad relationship with food, and they need to work through that piece before they can, you know, do something that requires some level of moderation, that's, that requires, you know, the um. and I guess I'll kind of end on this note, but, but from my perspective, you know, it's really more about health, and I'll end this segment on this note, and then I'll talk a little bit about the app, and then we'll, we'll be done. Mm-hmm. So, I'm walking my dog, and I actually made a post about this, and there's two dogs in my neighborhood that were trained with like a shock collar, right? And instead of um, them having an electric fence, they were trained as if they have an electric fence. Okay. But it's weird because the dogs actually do go into the street, right? And so the fear is that n- not all the way into the street, but enough to the, into the street that, like, you get concerned that your dog might be attacked by this dog. And, and the dog is standing there at the edge of the street, barking at your dog like, you know, nobody's business. And then you realize that dog's not going to leave, that that dog has a mental barrier that does not allow him to cross the street. He's so scared shitless to cross the street, but but he's gonna make sure that that dog doesn't come into his lawn, right? Right. And I just thought that it was such a powerful metaphor for all of us, right? And, and our lives, I mean, how many times do we, you know, put restrictions on ourselves that don't really exist? Calories, as an example, you know. I mean, there are instances, of course, like, for instance, you know, I know the formula for me to deadlift more than 500 pounds.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm
0: not really that interested in it, you know. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, I'm keeping myself in my own yard, and I'm kind yeah. of barking. Right, but, but I still, you know, I, I can still pop out of 435 like nothing, you know, and most people can't do that, you know, and I just feel like a lot of people need to hear that, a lot of people need to experience that, and then, you know, I think the thing that that is most important in all of these discussions is, are you in charge or are the calories in charge, right? What we do puts you in charge, right, and if the calories are in charge, when the calories stop working, what are you gonna do, right? Because people that kind of seem similar to what we do, they're not as good as what we do. And the reason why they're not as good as what we do is because when you get stuck, they just take away more food, right? And that's not particularly scientific. That's just like, you know, that's like, you know, there was a study where these rats you know, we were, um, were giving heroin, right? And, right? and these rats would literally kill themselves, you know, when there was just kind of nothing going on, right? And then there was this other kind of rat Disneyland, right? And some mm-hmm. of the rats did die, you know, from a heroin overdose, but when they had a more full life, the rats didn't choose the heroin, they just chose the regular water. Right, and and that to me is what eat to perform is, (laughs) right? It's kind of a weird way to say it, but but I think if you can create this really full life, that you're more likely to make it. You're likely to get there. You're likely to be mentally stable. Yeah. Yeah. If if you don't, I think you're gonna struggle. You know. (laughs) I I think I think that whole idea of kind of hating yourself, lean, Mm -hmm. is something that's really hard to do
1: so many people just and so many people and you know we've been there and everything let that control every aspect of their life let those those numbers those like you said those calories they let them control that where that's all they see and that's all they do and that's all that they're worried about and to that point i guess that's what i was kind of saying about why i wouldn't want to be 12% because for me if i had to stay at 12% that would control my life and i don't that's not what I'm about, that's not what I want, and I, I, that's what we want all of our clients to be because it's, it's mentally healthier, it's mentally, um, physically better because you're able to do more and, like you said, have this full life and explore new things and be able to, um, you know, pick up things and lift things and hike and go and do these, you know, just all these great, amazing things. Um, because those numbers aren't controlling your life, and you're not living on that side of the street. I actually really love that analogy. You're not living at the edge. You're yeah. you're willing to break it through that barrier. And That's yeah. a hard thing. I know that's scary. I know yeah. it's scary. I know it's hard. I've been there. We've talked about it in past podcasts. I'm not going to go there. But I've been there where I let it control my life. I've been there where it was scary for me to eat more food. It was scary for me to... Three years ago, for me to tell you that I weighed 176 at one point would have had me in tears on the floor crying. I mean, I'm not kidding. It it really honestly would have. And even to be at 170 where I'm at now, where I'm actually really happy. I just, you know, I'm kind of pushing the limit for myself a little bit. But I've been there. I know how scary that is. And
0: that's one of the things I... How rational that is from the standpoint of gaining seven pounds of muscle. Right. and then like just mentally cuz i look i go through it too right yeah. i mean i'm not not immune to it but like how rational is it to gain 7 pounds of muscle and then think you know that you're supposed to be less than a number that you had in your head because of what because of yeah. what
1: yeah right? or think oh i'm so fat because i'm weigh 176 pounds
0: we don't use the F word, Meredith.
1: I'm sorry, you're right. We don't. But I mean those are the thoughts that these people have. Though that's the mental battle. That is the struggle. And so that's And when, when she people. says
0: these people, she means us. Yeah, <laughs> right? All of us. That's, we all gotta go through these struggles. One of the things that's interesting about what you're saying, and I'm sorry to talk over you, but this no, is it's fine. this is really important. Is that if you get to twelve percent, you kinda gotta have a buffer, right? Like Meredith You know, let's say that Meredith gets down to 15 percent. If she gets down to 15 percent and puts her claws in, she's got to be at 15 percent the whole time. Is that better than allowing herself to be at 18 percent? Right. Like kind of having a buffer to where she can kind of live life a little bit more flexibly. I mean, the one thing that I don't want people to hear is that we're saying, Never will you be in a fat loss cycle. In fact, that's the exact opposite of what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that if you're doing life right, right, this is probably, I probably should have said this much earlier in the podcast. Okay. If you're doing life right, you should have to manage your weight on occasion, mm-hmm. right? Like right. you'd be pushing, yeah, because you would be pushing that muscle piece. So I, I'm just gonna end on this note. <laughs> There's probably only
1: gonna I be hope four. we said what I hope we said. I hope that made sense to everybody. And I really hope that you got what we were really trying to say, which is that we want you to live life, right? Live life healthy, um, you know, and, you know, be happy basically. Yeah. And we can help you do that when it comes to the nutrition and the food piece.
0: Yeah. So the, um, so currently we we hired out for our first app, right? We didn't really kind of know what it would, what it would do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, initially a lot of the points of the app was just to kind of get people a little bit more accountability. Now when you look at breadcrumbs and all the different things that go on, um, it's, it's much more advanced. And a lot of that, really comes down to the work of, of Robert Boyd and he's the CTO of each Reform and he kind of built this foundation and we've, we've sort of struggled to find the right fit. And uh, we went from basically one person to seven people, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have this, this team of five um, that's working on, Rebuilding the coaches app and then ultimately the client app and Then we have another person that is probably similar in skill level to um, To Bobby now what the the cool thing about this new person coming on is that He has kind of a background in engineering and biomedical intern as well as software and so one of the things that we've wanted to do and the promise of these, this next level of, of the app, people look at the front end of the app and what it does and, and go, okay, well, this doesn't really look that different from the other. What you don't see is the back end and how functional that is and what we can do with that information. Right. And so having someone that can work with great data sets We already have a certain amount of AI that works in. That's a little bit of what Emma does. You know, Mm -hmm. um, Emma's role in E to perform isn't near as prominent as she used to be. But uh, there'll be there'll be some more things coming from Emma here real soon. But there's a number of things coming. You know, um, compliance score, right? Uh, Part of any scientific method is whether or not you know, the, the the person in the study, you know, is compliant and what's the percentage of compliance in that situation. And so once we have a compliance score, you could probably already think about the things that we can kind of come up with. You know, right now we're already starting modeling what fat loss phases look like, because what I think has sort of happened with people uh, is that they kind of have these unrealistic expectations of how much weight they're going to lose in, you know, what's roughly, you know, 28 days plus 21 days, you know, it's kind of, so we try to, to give a little bit more realistic expectations in terms of ranges that that's going to be coming in that app. It'll show up in the coaches app before it shows up in with you guys. But there's ways that we'll be able to get that to you that that could be interesting. So compliance. Um, compliance, modeling. The other thing is. Uh, is scheduling fat loss. Right. And one of the things that's really kind of putting. A fat loss cycle on a calendar we've talked about this a while ago trying to get this in place we just didn't have the man hours to really get it done we we should be able to get this done relatively soon like I said we'll have it in the coaches app before we have it in the client app and it will give your coach basically a notification that this was kind of your idea right that you know on you know January 3rd you were gonna move into fat loss. So on January 3rd, you know, when we talk about the modeling, you know, probably the best way to look at it is, you know, just calories. You know, if if you worked your calories up to 2,100, you know, obviously you would not, should not expect near as much fat loss as someone that worked their calories up to 3,800. Exactly. In, right? And so that's what the modeling will do. And what I think is going to be nice about the modeling once we have that in place, we don't currently, but mm-hmm. towards that goal, is people will see that they need to work to this next level. I mean, I had, and this is this probably in, involves the other discussion as well. You know, someone asked, um, can you guarantee me that I will not gain weight? And I was like, absolutely not. There's no, no way that I can. And I was like, because I can't control your effort. You know, if I could control your effort, you know, I mean, you have to remember, I'm the guy who lost 100 pounds eating 5,000 calories a day, right? right? Now, you know, what we talked a little bit about was, if mentally she's struggling, maybe she needs to move to a little bit more long endurance. Because, you know, we know that 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 does work in terms of scale weight. Maybe not necessarily muscle, but definitely in terms of scale weight. So if if scale weight is kind of this thing bugging you, you know, mixing in a couple runs a week probably isn't a bad idea. Right. But if you're looking to be leaner, kind of like what Meredith was talking about, really you want to be looking at muscle building. Right. You want to be Mm -hmm. looking at sets and reps, lots of them, you know, and and. You know, I would make the case for slower. I don't think Meredith does that too much, right? Like most of your training is going to be relatively faster, right? It's going to be more CrossFit type work.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do right now. I do a lot of um, strength training. I do a lot of. Um, um, well, I was. I was. I'm backed off on it a little bit right now. I guess. No, you're right. It is because oh, I'm in so, a, fa- I forgot what I'm doing. I'm in a fat loss phase now. So no, so,
0: right. So let, me, let me tell you, let me tell you the, the funny story about Meredith. So we're, we're in North Carolina at summer camp and we're all lifting weights, you know, and most of us lift a lot slower than Meredith lifts. And, I mean, Meredith was like running rings around us and, and um, like, you know, it's just, some people that's their personalities have yeah. to kind of go in that direction, you know. And so, you know, it it was it was sort of funny um, that you know, I would do five reps, yeah. you know. And, <laughs> in that same time Meredith would do forty reps, you know. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and and so so, you know, it, it, You're it, talking
1: about our atomic sit-ups is what you're talking about. <laughs> oh
0: my god. Yeah, you know, <laughs>
1: Um, there's the, video of that somewhere.
0: I'm like, there, there's not we're not, this is not a contest, Meredith, right? <laughs> <You> know,
1: <laughs> Everything's a contest, Paul. Everything's a, a contest. Well, you pulled that shit on me last year, too, right? With the, I uh, did, the monkey, monkey bars.
0: bars. So I'm like doing the monkey bars. I'm like, okay, that was cool, four monkey bars. That was awesome. Meredith's like, all 40,
1: all yeah. 40 or
0: die, you know? <laughs>
1: Well, and he's talking about the atomic sit-ups. If you guys don't know what they are, look them up. But he did like one or two, and then I sat down to do them and did what? I did like 25.
0: Oh, see, now I'm going to bust you out, though, because you were my partner. And so she she was holding on to my calves, and she wasn't holding on to them.
1: You're right. I didn't know what I was doing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so like... You know, if you're a partner of someone doing atomic sit-ups, basically the what it, what it is is you're doing a full-body sit-up, right? From so understanding. You can you can do it with a, a weight plate, but but actually I think it's it's better if you do it where someone kind of has your calves clamped in and they're holding your feet down, and then you're actually helping a little bit because you know the you kind of have to hold their calves still, right? Because right? otherwise, otherwise their calves will go too forward, and then you know they'll either fall on you or they won't make it through the sit up.
1: Or you'll drop them like remember, we did. Ed.
0: Remember when Ed like landed on his tailbone? I was like, okay. oh, Don't do any more of these, Ed. Um, that was sad. All right. Anyway, sorry. Great podcast. Um, hopefully this was helpful for everyone. I mean, but let's be real, it's not gonna be, you know? I mean, like, just, I'm I'm not being, I'm not mm-hmm. being, you know, I, I think that what happens for a lot of people is that when we start talking about a lot of this stuff, it doesn't necessarily matter because it doesn't coincide with the wish that they have in their head, right? right. And how quickly they want that wish to come true, you know? And right. until you get out of that wish mentality, you know, you're going to be stuck for a really long time. And, you know, it, it's, it's you know, relatively sad to me when I see someone, you know, as an example, I mean, I saw a file this week where the person came to us at 139. Now, you know, let's assume that she was probably under eating. And in that process, she gained, you know, roughly 12 pounds. Almost certainly over the course of two years of gaining 12 pounds, she put on anywhere from five to eight pounds of muscle, right? Okay. Was it all muscle? No, right? But what doesn't seem to happen in these scenarios is it doesn't occur to people to, like, point the finger at they weren't training hard enough or they weren't training smart enough, right? Because right. both of those things actually do happen, you know? Right. It's like if you're, if you're trying to eat more – to fuel better, and you're just marathon training. It's not going to be a great formula, as an example for muscle building. You right. know, even in the scenario where she's putting on some muscle, you know, it's rarely going to be 100% muscle. You know, even if oh. you were bodybuilding, even if you were, like, you know, they, there was a um, a great example. Of a it's sort it's sort of funny like I, I almost do want to do I, mean, I wanted to do a podcast on this, but it, it, I think it's more interesting to me mm-hmm. than other people um but you know it's this guy you know he sells a dieting system you know it's really super rigid. does he do it no you know I mean he's currently on a cycle where he's gaining forty pounds right yeah. and it's like, are you that guy, right? Like, are you the person, if you're listening to this, are you willing to gain 40 pounds to gain some muscle, right? Like, I think the good majority of people listen to all this nonsense out into the ether and don't really think it applies to them, right? Like, if you look at somebody and their dieting system basically has them gaining, you know, 40 pounds while getting some help, (laughs) right? Right. (laughs) <laughs> you know, are you willing to gain 40 pounds and are you getting help? Right. You know, um, and, and, and so those are some of the things that I think, you know, where the comparison is, the, you know, the thief of joy kind of thing. Right. All right. So we will end on that note. Hopefully you have a great weekend. It's supposed to be nice this weekend. Looking forward to some football and <laughs> getting in some good food and some good workouts.
1: All right. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy.
0: All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye now. Mm, Bye.